Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast. You're listening to episode 91, and it's not Friday, it's Tuesday, but we're releasing the episode that was quote-unquote supposed to go out last Friday. I have been super busy with work and with life. We got our my office almost completely done. So if you don't know, if you're not in our community, or maybe you haven't listened to a past episode, we just moved from Florida to South Carolina. And one of the reasons that we picked this house is because it has a huge bonus room above the garage. And we, of course, turned the bonus room into my office. So uh, over the weekend, we were gathering all the things for the office. Yesterday, we got our carpet done and started moving in all of the furniture. And it's been a lot of fun. And besides that, we're settling really well in South Carolina. Leela is signed up for, let me see if I can get all of this. She signed up for acrobatic dance, soccer, swimming, acting class, music class, and forest school. And that might seem like a lot, but she doesn't go to daycare or anything else. And my partner is a full-time dad. So it is a lot, but we have a lot of time. (laughs) So today, in today's episode, I'm going to answer three questions that you guys have submitted. Um, One of the questions is actually from one of the students inside our programs, inside our birth worker community membership. And that's the question that we're going to start with. So the very first question is asking, how can I implement a community aspect within my programs so I don't have to spend so much one-on-one time with my students? Hannah, this is such an amazing question, and it's something that I have done over the years too. When I first released Birth Worker, or sorry, uh, when I first released Autonomous Birth Academy, oh my gosh, there's been a lot of programs over the past five years. When I first released Autonomous Birth Academy, I did one-on-ones with every student, but I also did a community aspect, and I've released several program since then also with community aspects. And I've run them in a lot of different ways. So super excited to talk about this, this topic. So as far as running a community, it is a fantastic idea if you are launching an online course, even like an in-person class, you can host a community online too. So people can connect in between classes, but also if you're doing a coaching program, a community is a great idea. I have done communities on Facebook, so in a Facebook group, like a a locked-in secret private Facebook group, and now we host our communities in something called Slack. Either of those is a great option. I prefer Slack because Facebook uses algorithms to deliver their content, even within groups. And so when you're in a Facebook group, the most popular posts are going to come to the top and the posts that have the newest comments are going to come to the top. And that's not necessarily what I want from my community. I don't want the popular posts to thrive and then other people's posts not get any likes because they're not getting shown to anyone. And so really simply because of that algorithm, I decided to switch over to Slack, which is which has everything just 
in chronological order. So no matter when the posts are made, no matter, or sorry, no matter how popular the posts are, no matter how many comments they get, they always show up in that same order. And also with something like Slack, something that I love is that you can have different rooms almost, like different channels within your Slack community. You can't really do that with Facebook. Uh, Facebook does offer some other really cool things, like they have guides, which is awesome. But Slack overall, I just love better, especially because my community now is more business focused. So that's that's why I use Slack. Facebook is a great option for another reason. And that reason is that People just instinctually like go to Facebook. Uh, Not everyone, of course. Some people absolutely hate social media. And then in that case, this is not true for them. But a lot of people have the Facebook app on their phone. A lot of people are clicking to Facebook often. And so it's just a way that people could show up in the group multiple times per day. Um, And that's different with Slack. With Slack, you have to form the habit of actually going to Slack. So all in all, I love running a community aspect for my programs. People get to join the community the day that they join the program. And then we do typically either six months or one year inside the community for free when they join the programs that we have. So when you join Birth Worker Academy, our Doulapreneur Method, which is our business course, or our Childbirth Educator Training Program, you get between six to 12 months in our community for free. And then after that, and of course, anyone can come and join the community month to month for $75 per month. And so that's something, Hannah, that you could do too. You could have a community where all of your program students get in for free. And then if someone just, just wants to join the community, maybe they pay a low fee every single month to be a part of the community. Now, we didn't just create a community and then let all of the people inside like you know, have fun on their own, do their own thing with us not being there. So we actually put a lot of time and resources from our team into hosting the community. And part of the reason is that we have over 150, maybe even over 160 people in that community right now. So it's essentially a full-time job for one of our team members to, to make sure everyone in the community has what they need. And so you might be thinking, wow, I'm actually spending so much time with one-on-one clients, but a community is not necessarily something that's going to help you spend less time with your students. Just wanted to say that. Uh, depends on how many students you have, of course. But as part of our community, we also offer several other amazing perks. So it's not just the community and collaboration that is the perk of joining. And so we also do weekly calls. And so we do group calls instead of one-on-one calls. We do group calls every single week. We're actually this week, we're going to start doing two group calls every single week. One really directed towards birth and birth work. And then one really directed towards business and being an entrepreneur. And everyone who's in the community gets access to that. So those are other ways that you can add perks to a to a community. But all in all, I think community is an, a fantastic idea, especially in the birth niche, because we all could use some more community. And it definitely helps us prepare for better birth experiences when we're surrounded by other people who have the same goals as us. So I say go for it, Hannah. All right. And the next question for today is, should I wait to launch my course until I have some success of my own? 
I am a birth worker and I want to start helping my peers, other birth workers. Do I have to wait till I find success within my own business before I start helping other birth workers with their business? This is an amazing question. I want to say that we have to have some sort of expertise when we're coming in to teach. And that doesn't mean we have to be like the most experty expert of all, but we have to know what we're talking about if people are going to pay us for us to teach them. And so, for instance, I know that this person wants to teach birth workers, but for instance, even if you're someone who wants to give birth, someone who wants to teach women how to have an amazing birth experience, but you've never surrounded yourself with a community, you've never helped people have great birth experiences in person, you've never given birth yourself, then it's kind of like how, like, where are you going to be pulling that knowledge from? Uh, and one of the great examples I love is from Brandon Lucero and Brandon Lucero talks all of the talks about this all of the time where it's, you have to have experience before you teach other people. And I, I could not agree more. He talks about how someone can read about swimming all day long and call themselves a swimming coach by reading about swimming. But until you actually get in the water and learn how to swim, you are not going to be a fantastic swimming coach. And it could be the same with swimming. It could be the same with weightlifting. I used to be a weightlifter. So this totally works with weightlifting. You can read about it all the time and think that you're an expert, but until you've actually gone and done the thing, it's probably best that you leave the training to the people who have gone and done the thing. So what I would turn around and ask is, is there a specific topic or subcategory within birth work that you are already succeeding in? And how can we turn that into an online business for you or an online course for you. So rather than trying to tackle everything when maybe you haven't found your own success, I would rather you find the one thing that you have had success in and tackle that. I think something that happens these days because really because creating businesses is like a fad right now when people don't realize like how much time it actually takes or how much energy and passion it actually takes. I think something that, or rather something that I see a lot is people trying to turn around and teach other people how to become successful before they have even found success in their own life. And of course you see it all of the time with business. So other coaches out there who have yet to find consistent income in their business, who have yet to find consistent clients, who are still trying to figure out how to make money and how to be successful, turning around and teaching other people how to do it without actually finding it first themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's everybody, okay, one of my core values in this business is nobody is the guru. And so everybody has something amazing to bring to the table. There's no one right way to do anything at all. That's like one of my top two core values for my business. The other one is autonomy, of course, I bet you could guess. Uh, but that being said, sometimes it does feel icky knowing that there are people out there teaching for instance, because we're here teaching doulas or teaching birth workers how to, for instance, create money online or create passive income when they themselves haven't really done it. 
again, everyone bringing something amazing to the table. Uh, I have not been in any of those programs. I'm sure the women themselves are amazing, but all I can say is that sometimes it does feel icky knowing you're being taught by someone who hasn't actually walked the walk, hasn't actually walked the path that they're leading you through. And just how much better does it feel to learn from someone who has been in your shoes? And so that's why for the person asking this question, I want to say, what have you specifically done in your life and for your students that you can then turn around and teach to other people? That's what I want you to figure out. And if you're not 100% confident in teaching it, I would I would find something that you are 100% confident in teaching. All right, the last question for today is from Megan. And Megan says, do you pay the guest speakers that come into your community or do they do it for free? This is a really great question that has many different levels because there are a lot of people that come into our community to speak in many different capacities. So let's talk about them all and let's talk about how the pay structure works in my business and then kind of what's normal in just business in general when we're talking about more online businesses. So we have people come and speak on our podcast. They always, always do that for free. People want to come speak on my podcast because it is free marketing for them. They get to speak to an audience for free. They get to grow their audience if they come and do a good job speaking um, by essentially inviting my community to go get their freebie, follow them on social media, etc. So when it comes to speaking on the podcast, people essentially always do it for free, always. And I would say that's pretty standard across the board. Um, There are going to be some podcasts out there where you do have to pay to be a guest, but that also feels really inauthentic to me. And then we also have coaches inside our programs that come week after week after week. And so those are coaches who are on staff. And those are coaches who we essentially have under contract and we're paying a set fee every single month for them to come into our program every single week and coach our students. We are in the process of hiring a new birth and birth work coach for our community. She is absolutely amazing. I'm excited to to share who it is once, once contracts are signed and everything is good to go. So be on the lookout for that if you're part of our, our birth worker community membership. And then the other type of guests that we have um, are the monthly guest experts who come in and speak. And this is a random person once per month who comes into the community and speaks. These people are also volunteering. And the reason they're doing it is because they want to increase their audience. They want to spread their reach into new communities. And the benefit for them is that most of the time, they get some new followers and some new clients by sharing their wisdom inside other communities. What happens a lot of time uh, when someone comes in to speak in our community is we do send them a little gift after they speak as a thank you. And then more often than not, we're doing a swap. So they come speak in my community, I go speak in their community. That's what typically happens. And I am more than happy to volunteer my time in other communities also when, and this is really important, when there is mutual benefit, right? So when I'm speaking to a group of people who potentially could become my students one day, who could join my community one day, because I know that I'm going to get an exchange somehow, an energetic exchange, financial exchange, whatever it is. I'm, I'm making sure that that exists and it's an equal exchange because I don't want to burn out. 
And so Megan, this is a really great question. Really what this means is if someone is coming to your program week after week to teach, they should really be on staff for you. If someone is coming in to teach inside your program and that's going to be recorded and put inside the course as like a lesson in the course, they should get paid for that. Uh, And then if someone is just doing a one-off speaking speaking event for your, your community, typically there is no payment for that. Typically that is volunteer. All right, that's all I have for you today. Hey, I just wanted to remind you that my very first mentor ever, Amy Porterfield, is gearing up to do some amazing things in the next couple of weeks. The first one is her boot camp. So if you are not signed up for her boot camp yet, go sign up. It is the cheapest thing that she offers, and it is for you if you have been thinking about creating your very own digital course, maybe an online birth course or an online postpartum course or conception course. If that is you and you kind of want to follow in my footsteps, being uh, a lifelong student of Amy Porterfield, really, she is the reason that this all took off for me. If you want to follow in my footsteps and take and see what it's like to learn from my very first mentor, just go to birthworker.com slash bootcamp and you can sign up for her bootcamp. You're going to absolutely love it. I'm going to be right there with you and we're going to have a whole lot of fun.